Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun owners in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. On today's show, you know what? We're going to talk with gun rights activists. We're going to talk about gun stuff. We're going to talk about current events. You know, what about the Castle Doctrine? Do you know the difference between the Castle Doctrine and the Stand Your Ground Law? We're going to talk about that. Also, the right to carry. Why is it so important? How many lives guns save versus killed every year? That's right. We're going to break this stuff down for you. Gun violence in Texas. How bad will it have to get? Some people just crying like little babies. Well, you know what? It doesn't have to get bad at all if you defend yourself. You know, you can't regulate crazy. You can't create a law to stop crazy. Crazy is going to exist. What are you going to say, Zach? Yeah, I mean, we can create all these laws. Um, we could even do psych evals, <laughs> which I've done. And yes. basically, they ask you, have you ever thought about killing someone? Yes or no? What's your relationship with your parents? Uh-huh. Do you like your mother? Do you like your father? But deep down inside, you know, as family members, we know when someone's not right. So it's up to us to... You know, reach out, get that person some help. You know, something is wrong. And I actually have that. I actually have, I've had that happen over the last few weeks. I've had a, a family reach out to me because their family member was trying to get a firearm and they didn't want us to sell them the firearm. So I'm like, okay, 
You know, we won't transfer the gun. We'll go ahead and delay the firearm transaction. And so, you know, I delayed it. And I, you know, because I listened to families first, you know, because I don't want that on my conscience, you know. So a family's calling me, the mother's calling me, begging me not to transfer a gun to their, you know, to, to her son because she felt that her son was trying to, you know, possibly commit suicide. So I said, okay, we're not going to transfer the firearm. So I said, okay, you know, what do you want to do? Are you going to go get him some help? Are you going to, you know, get him, you know, admitted into a facility? You know, you're going to, you know, what are you going to do? And so I, and I gave her, you know, quite a, you know, quite a while, about two weeks actually. And I reached back out to her. I said, okay, what's going on? How are things going? You know, have you got him some help? She's like, oh, well, I'm on vacation. Oh, your son, you, you, you're telling me that your son's trying to commit suicide, but you're on vacation. Um, well, when are you going to be back from vacation? Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Okay. So then I, I waited another week. Oh, we're, we, we're not back yet. Oh, but isn't this an emergency? You know, what's going on? Uh, you said your son, you know, you don't want your son to get a gun. You want to get him some help. He's here. You're on vacation. What's going on? So, you know, I have to weigh that stuff. Hey, went ahead and transferred the firearm because <laughs> obviously it's not an emergency. Uh, so I don't know what's, you know, I, I, I try to listen uh, to family members as best I can, you know, but when I, if I think a family member is pulling a, a fast one over me, you know, hey, I'm transferring the gun. You know, I'm not going to curtail or, you know, or stop someone's Second Amendment rights. You know, if you think if you think your family member something's going on, then get them some help, get them some assistance. Yeah, what if a mom is just completely anti-gun, then her son is saying, hey, I'm interested in getting a firearm. Exactly. That's one way that she could bar him from being able to purchase one. To me, if, if it's an emergency, you know, if this is something that, you know, this dire, you know, you're really concerned about your loved one, then you're going to stop everything. You're not going to go on vacation. You know, you're not going down to the beach. Yeah, you would be a little more worried than that. Exactly. Especially when they're here and you're there. Obviously, it's not that important. All right, so let's talk about some of this stuff. So, Omar, man, tell me a little about, about yourself, Omar. Uh, yeah, I'm a, uh, a Marine veteran. Uh, one United F- States Marine Corps. I didn't know yeah, that. United States Marine Corps. Uh, We're not going to t- hold that against you. <laughs> one tour to Afghanistan. <laughs> uh, and I would say I grew up most of my life liberal, um, just pretty just unconscious about what's going on in the world. You just see the mainstream news. And- hold on, hold on. You grew up as a liberal. Yeah. All right, so that means you're, you know. Why would you do that? All right, all right, okay. So I grew up as a liberal. Be- because the propaganda is everywhere. That's, it, it, I, I think it's the default. You know, when you don't know what's going on in the world, that's the default you choose because that's, that's what the mass propaganda pushes out is, is those kinds of narratives. And then you saw the light. COVID helped me see the light. It was COVID that did it? Yeah, it was COVID that did it. Tell me uh, why. Yeah, over 2020, just right at the beginning, um, just how how crazy all of my uh, liberal friends were being on, you know, spraying your groceries, stay more than six feet away, <laughs> stay inside away from the sun that gives you vitamin D that helps you fight COVID. <laughs> uh, it just wasn't making sense and all because authority told them to think a certain way. I was like, but this doesn't make any sense. So that means authority is wrong and authority yeah. can be wrong. But if you're uh, sick, wear a mask. If you're, you know, if you're not sick, you should be okay. It's really simple. Very simple. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but uh, that 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 was basically like a domino effect for me, where I started going down all of these narratives that I used to believe of, you know, global warming, uh, police are police are bad, white men are racist, uh, you know, the patriarchy, um, just pretty much everything, 
And they all got knocked down one by one. As I looked into the facts, I looked in the history, I, I looked at the reality of the way that it actually was, and it wasn't what we were being told. And so then I was faced with, well, why is you know all this news and propaganda telling me that the world is this way when it's actually not? And then it's just, well, you know, we're here to get votes and get people to think that things are a certain way, and people who wake up. Uh, you know, they don't, they don't want to go along with things that aren't true, things that aren't real. And, uh, and yeah, it just pushed me to be more libertarian slash conservative and, uh, and, you know, also purchase a weapon as somebody who used to advocate for more, you know, gun control. I made that argument of, you know, we got to stop the crazies, you know, cause hold on, again, hold on, slow down. You're going kind of fast there. Sorry about that. All right. So you advocated for gun control. <laughs> Tell me about this. Yeah, so, you know, it was the same as, uh, you know, when you and I sat down, we talked to, uh, uh, you know, a fellow bar guy at the bar, uh, Saul, who was a Democrat, and I made the same arguments that he did of, you know, we need to try and stop, you know, guns from getting into the wrong hands. And it's just, it's simply not possible. You know, humans are going to do uh, human behavior. It's not always predictable. And we just, we can't stop all the bad things. It's, that's never going to happen. But, you know, as somebody you can't, you can't control other things, but you can control yourself. Of course, of course. And you can learn and you can be trained and you can teach others and we can create a safer environment for guns. You know, I love seeing the videos of dads teaching their children how to properly handle a weapon and and learning all the safety precautions of, you know, loading, unloading, where to point it, keep your finger off the trigger. Um, and so then you don't have kids who are going to, you know, ignorantly pick up a weapon and, you know, cause an accident or cause an issue. So I think more education, more training, uh, advocacy on guns instead of more fear and anti-gun and, uh, you know, pushing it away, making it sound like a boogeyman. Like if everybody knew how to handle them, if everybody understood them, I don't think people would be scared of them. And and I think our country might even be a safer place. All right. So we're talking about we're going to talk about the Castle Doctrine laws versus stand your ground laws. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to open up the mic and let. You know, everyone talk about what they want to talk about. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Ture. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. Man, I tell you, it is so hot today. Uh, uh, you know, we went to the gun range We uh, yesterday. Had a, a large clash yesterday at the gun range. Man, they were hot. They were good troopers. I had great shooters yesterday, Zach. Great shooters in class. Oh, nice. Yes. I didn't have uh, that many people that didn't know what they were doing. Everyone knew what they were doing. I just had to make a few little minor adjustments. And people were doing, they did an outstanding job. So great shooters yesterday. Enjoyed that. But today, it is so hot out there. You got to stay cool, stay in the shade. Man, I race to the shade when I get to the parking lot. <laughs> I have a black vehicle. And let me tell you, I fight for the shade. That thing probably gets 120 degrees. It, man, I'm sweating like a whore in church. I'm so hot, I'm telling you. All right, so <laughs> we're talking about... I'm going to get you for that. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Sunday, though. You know, all right. So I want to talk about uh, the castle doctrine and also the stand your versus the stand your ground law. And so, Omar, castle doctrine versus stand your ground. What are we talking about there? Yeah. So uh, castle doctrine to me, I believe, is you know being in your either car, your residence, mm -hmm. and uh, it's essentially your castle. And uh, I, I looked into it a couple weeks ago, and it seemed like it said. You know, you're not required to retreat further into your home if there's, a, you know, an aggressive person at the door, somebody trying to uh, attack you. When I believe it used to be that rule where you had to try and further retreat into your home, get into a, a room and lock the door. It seems like Texas uh, allows you to uh, defend yourself right at your doorstep if there's a threat at your doorstep. And as far as staying your ground, that's uh, more in a public situation. You're on the open. Um, where, again, somebody's threatening your life and you're uh, you know, legally allowed to stand your ground and defend yourself uh, with a firearm if, if, if needed. All right, you're, you're, that, all, you're like 80% there. Yeah, that's my rough All right, I'm going I'm to get you 100% there. Yeah. All right, so and you're right. You know, the Castle Doctrine is all about, you know, you should feel safe in three different places. When it comes to the Castle Doctrine, you should feel safe at home, your vehicle, and your place of business. Uh, that's the castle doctrine. You, if someone attempts to enter, someone attempts to remove you from your home, your vehicle, your place of business, you can use force, a deadly force to stop them. If someone attempts to enter your home while it's occupied, 
your vehicle while it's occupied, your place of business while, while it's occupied, or remove you from those three places, you can use force, a deadly force to stop them. That is the Castle Doctrine. And you know what? And give me a call. Our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That is 512-643-5483. Give me a call and ask some questions about the Castle Doctrine or the Stand Your Ground Law. You know, are there any cases out there, any shooting situations yet you want to discuss or break down a little bit? Any videos out there? Let's talk about it. Let's break this stuff down. The Stand Your Ground Law, what that means is anywhere I have a right to be, as long as I'm not committing a crime, as long as I'm not trespassing, as long as I'm, you know, if someone else is committing aggravated kidnapping, murder, sexual assault, aggravated sexual assault, robbery, aggravated robbery, uh, they're attempting to enter or move me from my home, my vehicle, my place of business. I can stand my ground. I have no duty to retreat. There are some other states out there, you know, some other states that if you, there's a way out, you have to take that way out. You have to leave your home and run out the window, you know, jump out the window if you if if there's a window in that room. But not in Texas, because that is your home and that person should know they're not supposed to be there in your house so or wherever or wherever you have a right to be. You can stand your ground. You have no duty to retreat. So stand your ground, folks. Man, I tell you, it's, it's been crazy here lately. Just over the last few hours today, there's been several police chases in the Austin, Texas area. Uh, someone's robbed a freaking, uh, what is it, uh, a pawn shop. Man, it's been pretty crazy over here. I don't know, is it the heat? Is it because it's 100 degrees in Texas? I don't know what's going on, but it's been pretty, pretty insane. So definitely, you need to arm up. Stay armed. Protect the family. It is up to you as the, as the head of your household you got to keep your family members safe. And if something happens, that's your fault, your responsibility, because you were not packing that particular day. You decided not to carry your firearm because you thought that you were not going into a dangerous area. I don't go to any dangerous areas. Every area I go to is very safe. But crazy show up in those safe areas. So wherever crazy shows itself, I need to defend myself. Right, Michael? Absolutely. I mean, what what else can you do? I mean, it, it's like you said, if you're the head of a household or you are by yourself, right? I mean, in many cases, there are women living alone, right? And what is the great equalizer? It is a firearm that is going to be able to protect yourself uh, and make sure that if anyone enters your home or, or messes with you in your vehicle, that uh, that you have a great equalizer to make sure that uh, to deter that that individual. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and the, the weird thing is, you know, here in Austin, well, all around, all around the country, actually, you've had people that live in apartment complexes. And in your apartment complex, a lot of times there's a crawl space above the apartment. And that crawl space, you can actually get to other apartments within that crawl space if you knock down a certain wall. And it happens quite a bit. No one likes to discuss this. No one wants to talk about it. The fact that people are crawling into a crawl space in a neighboring apartment, knocking down that wall, and then crawling down into the apartment where ladies live, you know, maybe sleeping. Maybe they're away. Yeah, there was a girl that came through my uh, basic firearm safety class who told that story. Mm -hmm. She had her German Shepherd, right, and like a – a small pocket knife, and that was it. That's all she had. Yeah. And, and so someone actually, one of her neighbors, crawled into the crawl space, knocked on the wall, 
waited until she was home and she was by herself, crawled down in, you know, from that crawl space into her apartment while she was there. She saw, you know, the dog noted, heard something. And then all of a sudden she, you know, she saw something. She took off running, grabbed the dog, grabbed her phone, ran into a room, a bathroom, locked the door. The person was behind her. She's pulling the door. That person's trying to pull the door and open it while she's inside. She calls 911. The police get there. They never go up to the crawl space. They never go, went up to the crawl space to figure out, you know, where that person came from. And so that person wasn't caught. And so she noticed later on she would go back to her apartment and things were moved in the apartment in different spaces while she wasn't there. So apparently someone had gone down into her apartment while she was not there rummaging around in her bedroom, in her bed. You know, it was messed up, wasn't made. You know, she would come back to the apartment. That's very unsettling. That's a violation right there. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, and she didn't want to go back there. She left. I said, hey, you know, that's when, you know, friends have to step up to the plate, you know, and, you know, law enforcement can't help everything. They're not, they can't be everywhere. So let me tell you, that's when, you know, hey, call me up. I love to show up, you know, with an AR-15 and escort you <laughs> inside the house. We'll make sure nothing happens there. <laughs> You're a good man, Michael. All right. So, you know what? Let's go back to talking about the, the Castle Doctrine. Let's talk about the Stand Your Ground Law. Uh, so, you know, Omar, you know, what, what are some of the things you, you know, you think about the Castle Doctrine and the Stand Your Ground Law? Well, you know, I, I actually had an incident a few weeks ago. Uh, it was with a, uh ex-female ex roommate and her aggressive boyfriend uh, coming over, you know, unexpectedly, no text message, anything, and demanding things from the home. Uh, this this guy is much bigger than me, probably like 80 pounds on me. And, uh, you know, I answered the door. I said, why are you guys here? They said, we want this stuff. I said, okay, I'll go get it. And then he comes to enter the home. And I said, no, you guys can wait out here. I go to close the door. He puts his hand on the door and stops me from closing it. And I said, get your hand off the door. You know, this, this isn't your home. I'll go get your items if you need them. And uh, I'm trying to close the door and he's keeping the door open. And at that point, you know, I, I, I honestly wasn't sure what to do because I wasn't read up, you know, on the, on the castle doctrine and things at that point. And uh, and he basically shoved his way into the home. They went into her room. Oh no! See, yeah. and and uh, I called the police. Actually, I, I did. I called nine one one, and uh, they showed up and you know kind of helped uh, settle some things. Stick to the script. Yeah. This person entered my home unlawfully. Yeah. I asked them to leave. They refused to yeah. leave. What's going on? This person entered my home unlawfully. I asked them to leave. They refused to leave. This person forced their way into my apartment. I asked them to leave. They refused to leave. I would stick to the script and repeat it over and over again. Yeah, that's that's what happened. And I wasn't sure what to do because, you know, uh, I mean, this is why this is why I, I want to talk about the subject to, to learn about it and to learn like what my rights are as somebody, you know, as you know, living in a home, being able to defend it. I wasn't sure if I would be deemed as the aggressor if I just pulled out a weapon and pointed it at him, especially when, especially that person, because that person is not on the lease. They forced their way in. I want someone arrested. I expect for someone to be arrested and to go to go to jail. Um, they're lucky I didn't pull my firearm out. Before you do that, you need to have a legal plan, folks. Before you think about pulling out a gun out and using it, because life is precious. Don't be so quick to take life uh, because life cannot be replaced. Property can. Life cannot. So you do have to ask yourself if that's something that, you know, is this something that I want to do, you know, that this person is trying to take my life? 
Do I need to stop them from trying to take my life? So you have to ask yourself that. And you should get yourself a legal plan. That's why U.S. Law Shield is very important. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree as well with that. You know, I don't, uh, I've looked into gun insurance. I've been seeing a lot of Instagram posts about, uh, you know, what to do if you do get in a situation. It's good to have insurance as well. And so that's right. another uh, field that I've been uh, trying to get more knowledge on as well. And we come back from the break. We'll finish that thought. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about the stay in your ground law. We're talking about, you know, the Castle Doctrine. And we're also going to talk about current events going on around the country. But you know what? Right now, I want to talk about the Castle Doctrine and the stay in your ground law. Um, Michael, you know, I, I, I like the fact that we... We go over this stuff in the Life Carry Handgun course. You know, stand your ground, the Castle Doctrine. Uh, we kind of break this stuff down. We talk about different scenarios and stuff like that because people make these mistakes all the time, you know. And it's funny because, you know what, Zach? Huh. About a week or so ago, we had Nico Daisy in the Life Carry Handgun course. Ah, I remember Nico, Nico Daisy. Daisy. Remember Nico Daisy, folks? Nico Daisy. Oh, yeah, back from the protest days. Yeah, so back when we had that protest in 2020... Uh, when, uh, what was his name? Garrett Foster Garrett, Daniel Perry. That's right. So when Garrett Foster was carrying an AK-47, wearing, you know, in tactical gear, wearing a face mask, uh, 10 o'clock at night, he's participating in the protest, blocking traffic, using his girlfriend as a, you know. Human shield. As a human shield to stop traffic on the road, you know, on Congress Avenue and other roads, you know, on the access road of 35. Um, they came across uh, Daniel Perry, who was riding driving for a rideshare company, uh, Uber, and dropped off a pasture on the 4th Street, made a right turn into Congress. As he makes that right turn, 
The protesters were coming up Congress. He comes to a stop. They surround his vehicle. They're pounding on his vehicle. It's like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, pitch dark. Uh, you know, Garrett Foster's carrying an AK-47, wearing that face mask, tactical gear. He, you know, to Daniel Perry, he perceives as, you know, pulling the gun up, you know, in a high ready position or whatever. Daniel Perry pulled out his, his concealed handgun or revolver and fired some shots, uh, ended up shooting Garrett Foster and ended up fatally killing Garrett Foster. Uh, once he fired those shots, the crowd dispersed, you know, like like kind of like turn on a light and cockroaches, you know, scatter. The He proceeded to First Street, goes down to First Street, makes a left turn, comes to a stop. He then calls 911, and this is where he makes a mistake. He calls 911, police get there, and he immediately start talking to the police. The next side is right to remain silent. Just, just identify himself. You know, here's my identification. I just had a situation that happened at this particular intersection, this address, whatever, and I had to defend myself. You know, instead of just saying that, he expanded on that, ended up going down to the police station, doing demonstrations in the police uh, interrogation room, showing the police officers, you know, what uh, Garrett Foster was doing, what he did, um, what the protesters were doing, you know, giving a full explanation of everything instead of exercising his right to remain silent. And then he did another major mistake. And that was giving the police officer his cell phone and giving him the passwords to his accounts so that the police department can log into his, you know, all his different social media accounts. They can log into his messenger and, you know, just everything, access to everything. And so, of course, there are some things that we say we talk to people in private over messenger or text message that you don't expect to be heard by anyone else. And he said some things that you know may have been questionable. The fact that he didn't like Black Lives Matter protesters. The fact that, you know, if he came across a protester, how he would defend himself, you know, if they did so and so A, B, C, and D, he would do E and F. Uh, and so the jury said, hey, this guy was looking for a fight. This guy was looking to get in a situation. You know, he wanted to shoot and kill someone, so they convicted him. You know, it's usually not what you do when it comes to defending yourself. It's usually what happens after that that gets you in trouble. That's why it's important that you lawyer up, get an attorney, get a legal plan, exercise your right to remain silent. You know, so we had Nico Daisy, who Nico Daisy was a medic. So when Daniel Perry fired the shot at Garrett Foster uh, and then the crowd dispersed, Daniel Perry hits the gas, goes to, to First Street. As he's driving to First Street, Nico Daisy fires shots at Daniel Perry's vehicle. And he testified on the stands. The reason he fired those shots is so that the police could identify the vehicle later on. And folks, that is the exact example of aggravated assault or deadly conduct. You cannot fire at a vehicle just to identify the vehicle. And you ask the students that in your class, right? Can you do this? And you shoot at a vehicle. That's right. And when they say yes, you say no. No, you can never shoot at a vehicle. Mm -hmm. It's never good to shoot at a vehicle. That's aggravated assault or deadly conduct. That's for the movies. That's not for reality. Just like you can't shoot trespassers. You cannot fire warning shots in Texas. You can't do that. You can't fire warning shots. You can't shoot trespassers. You can't shoot at a vehicle. You know? You know so, you know, just some things to think about. Uh, and, and he actually testified on the stands the fact that he was literally... You know, 
literally committing aggravated assault of deadly conduct. And so, you know, he was actually he was actually a good student in class, by the way. Very good student, you know, listened. Um, I think he realized some things that he didn't he'd done wrong. And so luckily the his case was dropped or dismissed by the DA. And so he was not prosecuted and allowed to testify against <laughs> against Daniel Perry. You know, that's how life goes. Uh, but it's it cost him some money. It cost him. He had to pay for attorney fees. Um, everyone's got to pay for attorney fees because they did not have a legal plan. Yes, you have a right to carry a gun. Yes, you have a right to defend yourself. But while doing so, do you have some type of legal plan once you defend yourself? What are you going to do once you pull that trigger? You know, who's going to help you? Who's going to come to your aid? Do you have an attorney that you can call right then and there? That is important. And so... That's why the stand your ground law and the castle doctrine are very important. Um, and everyone, you know, I tell you, people get this stuff wrong. It is funny because in 2021, when the constitutional carry law went into effect on September the 1st, uh, we're talking September, October, November, December, just those four months alone, you know, unlawful weapon convictions increased in Texas by 500 percent. Because everyone thought they knew what the gun laws were. They thought, hey, I can carry a gun. There's constitutional carry. I don't need a license. I don't need to take a class. I don't need to know anything. And I can start carrying a gun. And they start getting convicted left and right. Because you have these liberal DAs, district attorneys, that do not like people who are strong Second Amendment advocates. And they are there to prosecute you. So if you're in Austin, if you're in San Antonio, if you're in Houston, if you're in Dallas, you're a Second Amendment advocate you're going to get prosecuted by these liberal da's I'm telling you now it's crazy isn't it zach that's insane <laughs> <laughs> all because your politics and they look they're gonna look at your social media account you know why because you're you know you're gonna leave your social media up you're not gonna have an attorney and they're gonna get access to it and figure out exactly who you are that's why you need texas law shield that's why but hey don't listen to me i'm nobody you know <laughs> Don't listen to me. Yeah, anytime you ever use your gun in any kind of self-defense situation, you have to remember that bullet doesn't cost twenty-seven cents. It costs forty thousand dollars. That's right. You know who am I? I'm just the the guy that's got a case that's going to the Supreme Court that the government's decided to appeal to the United States Supreme Court. I'm nobody. Don't listen to me. Yeah, even if you beat that rap, you're not going to beat the ride. <laughs> you're going to have to go to the station, get interrogated. You know, go through all that, and the best case scenario, then they decide that they don't even want to pursue that any further. You know, that's right. All right, let's bring to the conversation Kyle. Kyle, welcome to coming. All right, we come back. We'll, we we we'll work on Kyle a little later. We'll get him on the on the next break there. You know, but uh, Omar, man, you know what? I want to talk about some other things. Let's get down and dirty. Let's get into the weeds. What do you want to discuss? Uh, you know, I have a lot of notes on the Ukraine Ukraine war and uh, 9-11 uh, similarities. All right. All right. So let's talk about Ukraine and 9-11. Why are they similar? Uh, well, you know, I think a lot of us realized over the years uh, with 9-11 that these wars weren't strictly about, you know, terrorism and, and protecting people and bringing democracy. It was more so about occupation and, uh, you know, however the military industrial complex works with you know, funneling money here and there. Uh, it wasn't really a strictly uh, savior, savior war. Uh, and I just see the same thing playing out here in Ukraine, uh, where, you know, we're giving so much money 
to uh, to Ukraine for military when it's not all going to military either. And, you know, this whole, you know, Russia, Russia is bad. Russia is the enemy. That's a narrative that we've heard for so long. And, and it all kind of starts to make sense when you think back to 2014, 2015, when Trump was running against Hillary. And that's all Hillary said, right, was, you know, Russia, Putin, they're bad, they're evil. You know, they're helping Trump win and all this stuff. And then Trump wins. And then we have good relations with Russia and Putin. And then, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, this is good, right? Like we have good relations with these people that mm -hmm. are deemed the enemy. And then here we are back again, 2020, Russia's the enemy, you know, maybe looking at nuclear war and people, people are just not getting it. And that just kind of blows my mind. What do you think? I mean, you're hundred percent right. We were talking about this a couple days ago, how, uh, I mean, not even just this, but I mean, how Democrats, I mean, since uh, 2012 have been, went from being just anti-war to being pretty much pro-war. I mean, throw a rainbow on it and they support it, right? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that video going viral of Lockheed Martin with the rainbow flag on it, <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what it's like. And, you know, getting to the topic of Ukraine, um, it was sold to us the same exact way the, uh, the war on terror was that, oh, we have to do this. You know, this is for, this is for, uh, you know, pretty much, uh, almost like humanitarian causes, right? We need to go in there. We need to do this before they get us. We need to help these people out, rebuild their democracy. And uh, it's it's a similar type of argument here, you know, and everyone's pulling at your heartstrings, uh, really using these emotional arguments to get us to support war in Ukraine, to, to pour billions of dollars into this foreign war when we don't have money to uh, to take care of domestic policy. I mean, it, it's funny, like uh, it may it may be like, you know. Ironic here, but like, quote, Tupac, they got money for wars, but they can't feed the poor. I mean, that still rings true to this day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not like bringing Tupac into the conversation. Let me tell you, we come back from the break. I want to I want to finish that thought uh, talking about uh, Ukraine. Uh, we're going to talk about some other subjects out, uh, out there. We're also going to bring in Kyle. We're going to talk about coffee. You know, coffee, man, I tell you, it makes the world go round. Nothing like coffee. We're going to talk about black rifle coffee and some other coffees. But Kyle's going to tell about tell us about his coffee. He's going to sponsor the show this next uh, next segment. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about that and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Mod Ture. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so this portion of the show has been sponsored by No Remorse Coffee. No Remorse Coffee. Some of that best dark coffee that you need to get your day going, let me tell you. Nice and strong black coffee, nothing like it. I love me some coffee first thing in the morning. Gets my energy, my, my gets my blood flowing. Keeps me regular. Right, Zach? Nothing like staying regular. I don't know if you're regular. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, but it's still good great coffee uh but you know what omar we're talking about ukraine uh, man i don't know ukraine you know the republicans started the uh 
you know that the war after 9 11. That's that's actually a really good point. I uh, I was thinking about this. You know, we we look back to 9 11. Everybody remembers how it went down. You know, it was you know George Bush pushing to uh, invade Iraq, try to stop these terrorists, uh, weapons of mass destruction, which was a total and complete lie, and a lot of people bought it. And unfortunately, you know, it was it was I would say the Republicans at the time that were advocating for the war, and it was Democrats at the time that were against the war. But as time moved on, I feel like Republicans learned that the wars were not really what they said they were. And, and, you know, they dragged on longer than they were supposed to. And I feel like, you know, Republicans kind of woke up to the lie that this is just for saving things, you know, saving humanity and things like that. And, uh, you know, Democrats were against it. And so now here we are, uh, another new war and Republicans are strictly against it and Democrats are strictly supporting it. And it's really mind blowing, as as uh, Michael said earlier, how they were anti-war, and now here they are, like advocating for World War Three. As long as you know, if our guy says so, I guess so. And uh, it's it's just very very alarming and hypocritical. Just to put witness. a rainbow on it. <laughs> yeah. That'll fix it all. Yeah, that'll fix it all. Yeah, nothing like Pride Month, huh? That'll fix everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, as as far as like withdrawing. You know, I don't know if you guys remember our withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, we left $7 billion of equipment oh, yeah. back in Afghanistan. And I looked at some of the numbers. Disgrace. We sent $400 million of equipment to Ukraine from America. So it's not, it's not like we didn't have the capability to retrieve this equipment. If, if we're sending $400 million, why would we not save $7 billion of oh. equipment? And it seems like it may be a potential setup for the future to where oh no, look, the terrorists took over again. We got to go back. And it's like, yeah, we gave them all this stuff. Brand, of course they're going to use it. Brand new top-of-the-line equipment is going to be used against us, most likely. Of course. Well, it is. I mean, like, it's funny. We we essentially created the Taliban, and then we used the Taliban to go against ISIS. And now I believe we're working with both ISIS and the Taliban now, especially the Taliban. I mean, they're, they're like our, our new allies. But it's funny because I remember when we, when we did the withdrawal from Afghanistan, you know, I see... Joe Biden, this uh, this this decade long warmonger, and he's like, we're 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 leaving the war, and people called me a conspiracy theorist because I said, yeah, he's pulling him out to get ready for another war. <laughs> what happened uh, a few months later? Ukraine. Mm. Good call. Mm. All right, so let me bring you to the conversation, Kyle. Kyle, welcome to come and talk, sir. Hey, everybody. Hey, Ben, Michael. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely, Kyle. So tell us, you know, you know what, you know, you came to me at first, you walked to the gun store, and you're talking about coffee. You're like, I'm going to start me a coffee company. You know, and I'm like, what? What, do you, what in the world yeah. do you know about freaking coffee? You don't know crap about coffee. So tell me. Uh, it turns out that I do. Yeah. So I, I, I grew up as a straight edge, hardcore punk kid. And so alcohol and drugs and stuff was always really off the table. And I've always been, really been into food. I've always been Italian, and so coffee naturally was part of that territory. Fast forward to 2020, um, a bit of your previous segment actually kind of leads into uh, the why did I start. And so amongst a lot of the civil defense cases that were coming out where people were using deadly force to defend themselves was Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And uh, the kid is, you know, your typical uh, black rifle coffee drinking uh, you know, hopeful, wanted to become a cop, wanted to become a uh, an active military service member, all this really good jazz. 
and he just totally got thrown under the bus by Black Rifle. And so I said, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was actually wearing a Black Rifle coffee hat the night that everything went down. Really? And some I didn't know that. What's that? No, I didn't. I didn't know that he was wearing a Black Rifle coffee hat. he was wearing a black rifle hat and so rumors started swirling around like oh being that black rifle is such a pro second amendment unapologetically american rah rah company you know wouldn't it be great if they would throw down for at least his legal defense fund i mean it'd be really badass if they bailed him out and the owner of the company evan hafer was super quick to come out and say this kid kyle is a white supremacist vigilante anyone who agrees with him is a nazi and he like doubled down on that their their pr people scrub the he's a nazi vigilante stuff but uh he did double down on his statements in a new york times article later on saying that anyone who supports rittenhouse is the worst kind of person imaginable so i wanted to do a lot more than just slam black rifle coffee on the internet um again getting back to the real DNA roots of of my personality and being in the punk rock scene it's like okay well you think that band that is really crappy shouldn't be doing the tours that they're on you really think that their merch is lame and that you know their drummer can't swing a bag of trash well why don't you start your own band so I was like okay uh and I started my own coffee company I wanted to use it as a launch pad for things like GoFundMes or, or civil defense fundraisers uh for for people like Kyle Rittenhouse um or even now we got this poor guy up in Queens New York which I'm sure you you may have covered last week or week before he successfully defended himself against a a would-be deadly attacker uh using a licensed firearm I'm sure you already know how next to impossible it is to meet the requirements to lawfully carry in New York City (laughs) and the cops and the DA still went after him they they went into his house like oh well you own the one gun you use for self the self defense instance what other guns do you own and they just went through everything that he had in his house and they just found like a couple of firearms that uh he didn't have registered or paperwork for all the permits and all just the 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 rigmarole for it it's not like he had a belt fed full auto saw it's not like he had some crazy stuff, you know, and they're they're throwing the book at them for any kind of minutia that they can. I want to be on the level of a big company like Black Rifle so I can go, you know, help this guy soften whatever blows with the in the legal fees part that I can. But I can't do that until people know about me, of course. That's where you come in, Michael Cargill. <laughs> and the name of the company so, is? We're called No Remorse Coffee Company. If you think about uh, a board of directors where you have Lemmy Kilmeister of Motorhead, Pee Wee Herman, and Timothy McVeigh, that's that's what's going on inside my head. Um, my, my initial bag of coffee <laughs> is, is also a direct response to Black Rifle because in that same aforementioned New York Times article, Evan Hafer was saying that they could never use the image of saint michael on a bag of coffee or t-shirt because they're informed by friends at the department of defense that it's one of 800 images synonymous with white supremacists and neo-nazis so i was like okay lamo you don't want to put saint michael on a bag of coffee i'll do it because i don't bow down to tyranny i don't bow down to trigger warnings or anything like that so you've got my cuban roast coffee miguel's cuba libre 
And to stay in theme with Cuba, Satan is in the form of Fidel Castro, losing his pudo. You got Archangel <laughs> Michael here, snatched away his AK, and he's got a 1911 pointed at the back of his dome. And we got a nice picture of C Castro's dead body over here, so you can give him the finger whenever you want. And the bottom of all my bags say based, not boot liquor. We got other fun stuff like my breakfast blend. This is a Peruvian Brazilian blend. It's called Whammy. It'll wake you up. It'll make you go, go. Okay. <laughs> this is a really delicious coffee. This has got like a, a nice toffee and creamy nut flavor going on with it. Right now I'm running a bunch of specials. So anybody who jumps in the web store at www.noremorsecoffee.com, any orders, uh, you get 10% off with the code GOODVIBES. Any orders that are uh, at or above 100 bucks, you get a free 10-ounce mug. So grab some real cool shirts. We got some super cool shirts. This one's another message to the Black Rifle Coffee guys. You think that I'm a bad person because I support Kyle Rittenhouse? Well, that's cool because I got good coffee for bad people, right? <laughs> no more coffee company there. Any orders right now that require packing paper? Check out my packing paper, Michael Cargill. We got Viking Tactics targets, right? Kyle Lamb might sell his coffee through Black Rifle, but I'm selling, I'm giving away Kyle Lamb targets with any any orders that require packing paper. Um, what other deals I got going on? Everybody's getting free samples of gun butter. Michael Cargill, you ever use gun butter? No, not really. I tell you what, this is the finest lube known to man. It's um <laughs> It's, it's, it's got just enough viscosity on there to really hold on your bolt carrier, your AR, um, on your carry gun, your, your body's getting hot, you're sweaty, you're in the Texas heat, that black gun is collecting heat, that oil kind of wants to slowly follow gravity and drip down the rails and all the parts that need to get lube. This lube, gun butter, this stuff holds, and it is super, super slick. It's also really good for your really cold conditions as well um excellent excellent stuff it's and it's not so thick that it's going to be collecting dirt and what have you I'm, i've been firing my weapons real close to the ground on these dry dusty texas days there's all sorts of stuff blowing around and i'm not collecting dirt it's just right. keeping everything clean keeping everything right. slick and moving all right. um all right so we're talking with so, kyle page he's talking with us about no remorse coffee that is no remorse coffee we come back from the break, talk about that and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Oh, wow. Give me a hard time in here, you know? Older child, the oldest child, and the middle child, and the younger child. There's a syndrome there, I'm telling you. I'm the older child. I have the older child syndrome, you know? Where it's like, it's okay. You know, what's yours is mine, and what's mine is yours. And actually, what's mine is mine is what's yours is mine. I'm, that's the older child syndrome. The younger child is like, mine, mine 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 right michael 
I don't know. You said something about like what yours is mine, what's mine is mine. I mean, ours, <laughs> we, we and ours, I don't know. It sounds like communism to me. I mean, if I have something, I think it's probably mine. If you have something, that's yours. Let's, my sister's like that, you, you know, know. Unless you're married, you know, that's a whole different story. Okay, so my sister, she is the younger child, and she's always like, mine, mine. I'm like, no, no, it's ours, it's us, it's we. Sounds like communism. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. All right. So, you know what? Let's talk about coffee. So, Kyle, you know, uh, tell us where we can find your coffee. So, my specialty grade coffee, which nobody listening is going to be able to find a better bag at the price, is at www.noremorsecoffee.com. I just launched in March. We're so new. You can't Google us. Even if you try to, we're shadow band for obvious reasons yeah um, welcome to the club yeah right right so any anybody out there who's not familiar with uh like the third wave specialty coffee bougie fancy pants coffee deal what you're looking at with a specialty grade coffee is it's the wagyu beef of coffee beans now you're not going to take a wagyu steak and put it in the hands of a line cook at Denny's. That's where my roaster comes in. My roaster is like a true, he's an artiste, right? He really knows this stuff. He's got a beautiful, uh, like whole batch of recipes for, uh, for coffee. And he has really put together some beautiful bags of coffee that if I was selling them at a store where I had to pay for a lease, where I had to pay for insurance, where I had to pay to keep the lights on, where I had to pay somebody to run the register, it'd be starting at about 30, 32 bucks a bag. But I really get it from my website, the low, low cost of $95.99. And with the code good vibes, you get 10% off your entire order, which is going to come in handy because once you see my t-shirts, once you see my patches and my stickers, you're going to want to grab up all that stuff. So that 10% is going to go a long way when you got a, a cart full of stuff. Okay. And so in that website, one more time. It's a www.noremorsecoffee.com dot com all right no remorse coffee.com all right so kyle man i say we're gonna we gotta get some no remorse coffee get some of that nice dark get it up in you (laughs) all right all right so talking about a hard time (laughs) you know about about a smooth hot time big old big old cup of it all right even even in the summertime oh yeah yeah, that that was I was running uh my I was running free samples at the Kyle Fair a couple of weeks ago, scorching hot day, and uh, one of my neighbors who uh, actually was running a um, a personal security company, he came over. He says, "You know, I never thought that I'd see somebody who could get people interested in hot coffee on a hot Texas day." I said, "Papa, this is this is this is who I am." Okay. It's just, it's the best coffee. People smell it. They, they, they see how crazy the t-shirts and the stickers and patches are. They're like, who is that guy? It says based, not boot liquor on his tent. What does this mean? Well, it means I'm based in reality. And it means that, you know, those cops, they care more about their pension than they do about your constitutional rights. So get rid of that back the blue sticker. You gotta, you gotta back the brew is what you gotta back. You gotta back no remorse coffee. Because I'm looking to take care of you people. Sounds like something I can get behind right there. <laughs> there you go. Get in front of it because I'll be right beside you, brother. All right. All right. Thank you, Kyle. I want to change gears a little bit. I want to talk about UFOs. Man, I've been seeing a lot of talk about UFOs lately. 
You know that? A lot. There's a, a lot of videos coming out, uh, kind of better, better video evidence, you know, people filming stuff in the sky. Uh, there's a recent 911 call about a very scared citizen in, uh, I'm not sure if it was California, where he said there is a UFO in my backyard and there's these two giant eight foot, nine foot beings and oh, Vegas. And Vegas, in Vegas yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like, you know, I'm not, this isn't a joke. I'm not joking. They're looking at me. They're blinking. And, you know, I, I like to use this rule of, uh, you know, I don't think 100%. How much of, longer can the government hide this? Well, so here's the thing I don't think 100% of these UFO cases are a lie, right? I don't think there's 0% of any UFOs or any evidence. But with all the cases we've, we see, all the videos, all the testimonials, I think there's something there. And, oh, there's uh, no thing. There's something there. There's something there. I don't think it's all fake, fake, you know, and a lie. If you're not a prepper, you better become a prepper, you know, because <laughs> um, the government's hiding something. They're hiding something for a reason. I don't know if they don't want us to panic or, you know, or there's some either a, a different motive or whatever it is. But you know what? I make sure that I'm prepared. I make sure my family's prepared. I make sure I'm armed. I have food. I have water. I have, you know, dry food. In case something, you know, something was to happen, you know, in case there's the EMP attack, you know, it takes out the electricity, you know, I, you know, COVID taught me a lot of stuff, you know, COVID, you know, shutting the country down where everyone had to, you know, was told to stay home and pretty much, you know, you went out that next day when everything shut down on March 13th, D-Day, you went out on March 14th and no one was on the road. That totally freaked me out. And so with, you know, that taught me a lot. Like, man, I need to make sure I have a gas mask, you know, for everyone in the family. I need to make sure I have enough water. I need to make sure I have enough dry food, uh, bags of rice, you know, because that can fill you up. A grill, charcoal. Yes. Yeah, being you able know? to provide for your own. Be able to start a fire, you know. We start watching, uh, you know, Naked and Afraid, you know, being trapped somewhere, not having anything and having to survive. You know, I'm like, man, I'm like, man, the hogs going hog hunting. That's not such a bad idea right now. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, God, man, I'll eat some pig. You know, so, you know, that that taught me a lot. So, you know, there's something there and there's something that the government's not telling us. Well, I think it's really interesting that, you know, if you look at the history of UFOs all this time up until the last few years, we've always been told officially by the government that was a UFO. That was a weather balloon. There were no aliens. That was just some other body parts we we. You know, <laughs> retrieve from the site. Don't, ignore all the military trucks and all the airplanes that went into this crash site. It was just a test run. It was just a drill. And now they seem to be coming out and saying, hey, guys, there's UFOs and there's off-world creatures and there's these things. And it's like, well, why? Now I'm curious as to why they switched gears. First, they told us it wasn't true. Now they're telling us the stuff is there. And I kind of have a little uh, equation that I like to go by. If aliens come and the governments tell us they're bad, that means they're good. The aliens come and the governments tell us they're good. That means they're bad. And that's kind of that's kind of what I'm going with at this point. What do you think, Michael? Well, I don't I don't believe until uh, until Elon will drop a tweet with the with a selfie of an alien. I think that's that's <laughs> when I'll believe. I think that's going to be like the official, you know, that'll break the Internet for real. Not Ron DeSantis, but like Elon tweeting a UFO for with, real. With the Dogecoin. Yes. Yes. And maybe a selfie with one, too. No, but I don't know. I mean, um. I mean, as a history major, I mean, like I've I've looked into a lot of this. It's a very interesting topic. Um, it makes you wonder why, you know, as Omar said, why they are why they switch gears and why they're coming out now. But why is it not like just 
it seems like they're still hiding something, right? Which which it's it's kind of interesting because I think that the U.S. government has been hiding a lot of things for a long time. I mean, they even said that they're not really going to release the Kennedy files until like I think twenty forty seven or twenty fifty, pretty much when everyone's that was responsible is dead. So um, if they've been hiding this since the sixties, uh, I don't think it's really gonna it's gonna do any good to hide it any longer. I mean, people are already very upset with the government. They have very huge distrust with authority. And I think this is only going to build that distrust. You know, they wanted to release all that information from the COVID vaccine basically in about 2070. Yeah. They're going to, yeah. When we're all dead, that's when they're going to release that. Uh So (laughs) by the way, we were wrong. (laughs) If they wait long enough, then Hey, my bad. Yeah. (laughs) Oopsie. My bad. (laughs) You know, what, there's, there's, you know, there's one more thing with the UFOs. I don't know if you guys have heard this, and we're going into conspiracy territory here, but it's this thing called Project Bluebeam, uh, a theory developed by a man in the, in the 90s, where he says that in the future, the governments will have technology that will essentially be able to simulate a UFO invasion. I know it sounds crazy, and I have a way to test the theory. You know, if if one day we go out into Austin and we see a bunch of UFOs in the sky, uh. You know, I'm I'm uh, kind of uh, tempted to take out my weapon and take a shot, see if I hear something, because uh, you know, if these are all real, then we're screwed. And if it's a hologram, I don't know, I shouldn't hear anything. And then it's got kind of pretty easy to debunk or find out if you know these are fake or not. So if they're real, then you've just killed us all, basically. Well, if they're here, I mean, we're just probably done for, anyways. Well, check this out. <laughs> they this come is in peace. This is something interesting, though. Is I had a lot of people, a lot of libertarians, a lot of anti-authoritarians, ask me like, Mike, what's the next thing after COVID? Because you know it has to be something big. Like, what's the next big grab at authority? It very well could be UFOs. Mm. That's the scary part about it. It's probably it's probably not even like you said. Oh, if they said they're bad, they're probably good. It's really the government probably going to try to take that power grab. What's next after COVID? What else can you can you pull? We've already tried terror attacks on the land. You got COVID. What's next? Aliens. Aliens. We no. come back from the break yeah. and talk about this and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so, you know what? I want to change gears again. I love changing gears. You know what? I want to discuss racism towards whites and black conservatives. Let's get hard. Is that such a thing? Oh, very much. Very much. You know, I'd, my favorite my favorite people that I learned from was uh, Larry Elder and Thomas Sowell. Mm-hmm. They really woke me up to, to the reality of of again, like the way the world works, economics, how uh, all these welfare laws have actually deprived, you know, especially black families uh, throughout the years, and how you know the left championing for, uh, you know, more money being funded into these programs is actually crippling people and keeping them from advancing. I believe, uh, and and you know, achieving their own independent uh, financial independence. Instead, well, it's you know keeping them as as a voter. Why do you say that? Uh, well, which part? Why is it crippling? 
uh, because because it's something you can rely on. You know, you don't have to put in any extra effort if you know you're going to get this thing, mm. right? So you can just stay. I'm just going to collect my check every month, right? Because if you make more than a certain amount, you don't get that anymore, right? There's stipulations to the to the benefits that you get, and so it kind of keeps people in this this mentality of like, well, I'll just stay low here because I just get this kind of free money. And again, it's not just black people; it's white people. But you look at the, uh, you know, Thomas Sowell talks about the uh, childless rate. It used to be very low for white and black families, and it's increased exponentially as these government programs have, you know, subsidized and, and encouraged essential, essentially, uh, you know, single mothers, fatherlessness, uh, increased crime pop or you know, prison population, uh, things like that. They're all linked together, but people don't don't see that because. You know, it, it's it's a complicated issue, right? And what causes that? You know, what causes the you know the fathers not to be in the home and things of that nature? Yeah, I think uh, I think now, especially today, a lot of the narrative of you know how men are bad, men are sexist, men are trash. I think it's kind of driving women to to not be in relationships, and especially when you look at the court system and how it benefits you know the woman the majority of the time. Again, statistically where she gets custody of the child most of the time, she gets paid, you know, child support. Uh, it's again, it's kind of it's kind of like this idea to rely on the the government or these agencies to give them the money and men are just kind of the tool or the token used to get there when it's like, you know, a, a real man wants to be there for his child. You know, a real man wants to be there. He doesn't want to fight over custody. And sure, some some relationships might not work out, and so that's up to you guys to be mature adults and, you know, settle your differences and focus on taking care of the child. But uh, I think I think a lot of these uh, bills as well, you know, there's there's benefits for single mothers. You know, how many dependents do you have? And so I think it just kind of encourages this lifestyle, and and it's really harming you know society as a whole when we have single fathers, single mothers. Because you're just statistically more likely to end up in prison, end up in gang, using drugs, things like that. All right. What do you think about that? Well, there's so much. I mean, like, you had, like, one question. Which part do we want to go off of? I don't know, because I know where, where I want to go with this, though. Well, where do you want to go? Well, I want to talk about abortion. Okay, let's go there. I'm going to go hard. Our call-in number is 512-643-5483. Got a couple seconds left. That's 512-643-5483. Abortion. So... You, you you are for or against abortion? Let's go hard. You asking me or? I'm asking anybody. Pro-life. You pro-life? Pro-life, pro-choice. Zach? I mean, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> you pro-life, pro-choice. Who's getting aborted? <laughs> what's, your, what's your choice? What do you think? People say men shouldn't have, men shouldn't have this discussion. Why should we not have this discussion? What if I identify as a woman? That was, <laughs> I was going to say that. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, Apparently pro- men can get pregnant now. Uh, you're so. pro-choice or poor life? Pro-life. Which one is it? Zach? <laughs> Either one say pro-life. Pro-life? Uh-huh. I'm, on, I'm on the pro-life side. Pro-life? Okay. And you say you're? Pro-life. Wow. Oh, this is not going to be fun at all. Um, All right, come on. You, spit it out, Mike. I mean, I can, I can be your libertarian. <laughs> I, I'm pro-life, but politically pro-choice. This is not going to be fun. Too. Let's hear it, Michael. It's not going to be fun. Come on. All right, so, okay. Well, then, all right, so then yeah. I got to be the bad guy. No, you get Great. to be you. 
I have to be the bad guy. Here, I can say something I know you won't like. Go ahead. Say it. I used to believe a woman should be able to abort anytime she wanted because that's her choice. It's okay. her body. Okay. And again, just learning more about it, learning that, you know, that is a, you know, living human inside of it. I'm a non-religious person, so I, I can never take the religious aspect of the abortion argument. I, lo I looked at the scientific, you know, fact. Okay. And, uh, and, you know, you just look at photos of the development of a baby and, and it's just really hard to just point and be like, yeah, it's okay to kill it then. It's okay to kill it then. I think, I think before we even talk about abortion, it should come to just being responsible in the bedroom. That's something both parties can do. Yeah, but you know how hard that is when you're in the car and up in the heat in the moment. Sure. You can say but, that now. And it, but the, again, then you got you to take responsibility for those actions, right? I've mm -hmm. never gotten somebody pregnant. Uh, you do you know. have that self-control to pull out? Uh, don't use the pill. We're, you know, wear protection. <laughs> Yo, I, I wear think protection. This is, I think this is a much better conversation than 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 the uh, pro life, pro abortion argument because this is where it starts. It starts with like we're in a hookup culture that mm -hmm. en that encourages people just to hook up with anyone, Absolutely. and not worry about the. Do you wear a condom? Do you not wear a condom? Yeah, or or just picking your. Partner. Do you know we have Central Texas Gunworks condoms? You know that, did you? I did not know that. Now you know. Knowing is half the battle. Go ahead. <laughs> right. I don't even know where to go. Are they thin, hey, rib, uh, flavored, glow in the dark. Hey, I'm what all kind? about safety here, all the way around. Get safety, your, safety, get, safety. Get, get both types of protection That's when right. you walk into uh, Central Texas Gunworks. No, but I mean, you, even protect picking the, your protect partner, the big head right? and a little head. Go ahead. I mean, even even picking out a partner. Like when you talk about hookup culture, I mean, you're not thinking about who you're trying to hook up with. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, if I, you know, have sex with this person, we could possibly have a baby. And what does that mean? Right. You know. Uh, whether you're whether you have protection or not, are you I raising mean, a school shooter? Huh? By having by being pro-choice, are you raising that sh that next school shooter? Because you're not able to be there as the parent. Uh huh. Let's have that real. Are you mean being pro-life? Being pro-life. That's right. Well, look. I mean, there's people that. I mean, you could say that. I mean, leftists say that about like because uh, uh, mentally... we always say part of the problems is parenting. And if both parents are not going to be there as a, you know, as a male, yeah, but that's you know, a, that's... are you going to be there for this kid, you know, to raise this kid, you know, being pro-choice, you know, hey, are you raising that next shooter because you're not going to be present? Yeah, but let me ask you this. Go like, ahead. a lot of leftists will say things like this, like, oh, well, you know, you know, well, one of the reasons why you should be able to have an abortion is because, uh, yeah, because of economy. You can't afford it or the kid's going to have a poor life or, um, oh, they may have a mental illness. Now, let me ask you leftist michael yes oh um, <laughs> or any oh. other leftist oh. out there oh that hurt does <laughs> does an individual that lives in poverty or yes. that has a mental illness does that mean they shouldn't have life does that mean they they're not like they're not entitled to live a life no right because the quality of life is is subjective right um so you can you can you know you can be rich you can be poor you can have a mental illness but does that mean that you shouldn't that you should be denied a life? What do you tell the people that are pro-choice? What do I tell people yeah, that are pro-choice? The people that are pro-choice, what do you say to them? You're pro-life. What do you say to someone that's pro-choice? You're dating someone. You're dating a girl who is pro-choice. What do you say to her? Uh-huh. Let's have that conversation. I say, I say, look at a chart. Look, look at a photo chart of the development of the baby. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you point and you tell me when you, you would like to kill it. Mm. And that's a very – I've done it to multiple friends, and it becomes very uncomfortable for them because they actually get to see visually with their eyes when normally they're just listening with their ears, you know. Mm. Women, don't let them tell you this and that. It's your right. You know, they say all these things. and 
if a, uh, if a if a woman has a right to choose, should a man have a right to choose? Well, let me say this too. I mean, you're you're putting like talk to your girlfriend about being pro life or pro choice. That's right. I mean, if whether you're a that's boy, the conversation okay, we look, need to have before is, you lay down this, and, and stick it to well, it. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Rather than afterwards, is like you should be having the conversation and not like, uh, well, what what are you necessarily? But you should be having this conversation with them, uh, saying, okay, if we have if we get pregnant, is mm. this something that you're gonna? I be, like how you say we. You know. Is this something that you're going to want to do? Are you going to want to have an abortion? I mean, this is a very unique conversation. If you're a conservative or a Christian man or a woman, you should be talking to your partner about this before you're laying down in bed with them. Mm. So, As Dave Chappelle says, Uh he says, (laughs) if a woman can choose to kill the child, then as a man, I should at least be able to have the choice to abandon it. Mm. So that means a man should have a right to choose whether or not to support this kid, right? I think that makes sense to me, right? Well, right? there there are some inequalities. Zach's like, I gotta, I gotta make some girls after this show. I can't answer that question. <laughs> there are some strong inequalities when it comes to the law. I mean, yeah, uh, a man can't abandon a child and has to pay child support, but a woman can can have an abortion. I mean, I think there are some very big inequalities there. As always, more guns equals less crime. I want to thank you guys for coming on the show today, um, and I love the topics topics that we're talking about. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You listen, come and talk it with Michael Cargill. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.